On today's show, we have an awesome snippet from our sales management course on hiring a sales team. Gary and Drew are going to dive into the assessment, culture, and doing your due diligence to put together the best sales team possible. Also, if you haven't taken this full course, I would strongly encourage you to do so as we really take a deep dive into building the proper sales team. It takes a lot of work, but it's worth every ounce of effort. Take it away, guys. Hi, I'm Gary Alex. Welcome back to Contract University. And with me today is Drew Cameron. The icon. Hey, Gary, how you doing? What's going on, my man? Doing well, sir. How about Always yourself? a blessing to be with you. A privilege. Yep. Appreciate that. So we are back in the sales management module. We're in module two, which is going to be the practices, the techniques, the ideas of actual, you know, digging in the dirt, working hard to right. actually do the work as a sales manager. And so we're in video three today. And video three is going to be about the hiring process, about actually, you know, taking that interviewing process that we talked about earlier and that targeting and messaging. And now we have bodies. And so now we have the opportunity to decide, all right, how are we gonna hire? How, yeah. how do we want to approach that process? So obviously you've been doing this a long time, very successfully. Uh, so take us through uh, some of the basics. Uh, you know, we've got certain check the box things that we want to do in the hiring procedure. And, uh, and then later I'll share some stories about how we've screwed that up. Okay, so. cool. Um, yeah, so like Gary said, we're in a place where we've done the recruiting, we've, we've marketed, messaged, we've got people to call, we've, we've gone through that processes of screening and interviewing, and we've whittled it down to our candidates, right? The, 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 you know, the finalists, if you will. And that could be anywhere between you know, one to, to maybe eight you know, uh, finalists that you're looking at and considering. Um, and they all have you know, attributes and, and qualities and traits that you know, you're, you're looking for. So, you, you know, I like to kind of fill in the gaps. That's what this, this other stuff does. Obviously, the tools that we've done thus far with the, uh, we've gotten maybe a resume, we've done some, um, uh, we've gotten a job application, we've gotten them to, you know, talk with some of the people, including ourselves, uh, you know, about the opportunity. So to fill in the gaps, there's some other things that we can do to kind of, uh, you know, get a little bit more background on it. So assessments. Mm -hmm. um, some people call it tests, but I, we call them assessments. It's just assessing, um, in, in, any, in any, many cases, what is your personality uh, style? What is your uh, communication uh, type? What is your, uh, you know, do you wonder, like the Wonderlick test, right, from a simple intelligence test? Obviously, getting a certain score corresponds to certain positions, uh, you know, from a Wonderlick test, you know, uh, perspective. There is a sales evaluation that I've had a lot of success with over the years, at least two of them, one from Losing Not uh, and another one from the Objective Management Group um, that give you a nice background from the sales perspective. They're not the only ones, but there's, those are a couple. Um, uh, the values profile is also from uh, losing not. So the values is, you know, do they have the propensity to lie, cheat, steal? You know, uh, are they going to be you know, decent to other people? So there's all kinds of assessments that we can do to kind of fill some things in there. What are your thoughts in regards to assessments? Yeah, I'm, I'm a big assessment guy. I like the idea of doing that. Um, it's not foolproof. It's not going to be 100% all the yeah. time. I mean, that's part of the reason why we do the interview process, yeah. right? We've, yeah. we've got to superimpose kind of our uh, understanding and uh, thought processes on those. But the assessments will give us an awful lot of information right. that help us make the separation occur. So you mentioned, you might have eight candidates. So let's say we had three really good candidates, okay. right? Maybe the eight, five of them we're not that crazy about. We're filtering those out. Now we're down to the three. The assessments are part of our conversation with our team about, hey, uh, this is what I think as a sales manager, what do you guys see in the assessment right. process? 
Uh, and something that we we talked about in previous discussions and interviews uh, in the interviewing process, sometimes we do that group interview. So that group can have that conversation about what those assessments tell us as well. Yeah, because I mean, as the owner or the sales manager, if that's, you know, if you're the owner and you don't have a sales manager, congratulations, you're the sales manager, right? <laughs> yeah. One of many hats. <laughs> yeah. You tend to be so focused and, and, and you may be, you know, have tunnel vision. And, and so bringing other people into the process is what we're kind of talking about. So you or the sales manager, owner or sales manager, does the due diligence, brings them to a point and then assessments kind of, you know, can color the picture a little bit more and then bringing in other people. You don't want to waste other people's time on the team, in my opinion, uh, you know, until I get to the place where I am down to my finalists. And then I want to say, okay, so I'm not going to just trust myself. You know, obviously being a male, I always like to get the female or feminine energy perspective, mm -hmm. right? So I always have, you know, I always had my sales coordinator who happened to be my executive assistant who happened to be a female uh, interview a potential salesperson. Um, you know, I'd, I'd always, we had a, we had a showroom, so I went down and I'd ask the uh, the person in the showroom who was the receptionist at the front desk, you know, what did you think you know, when you interacted with this person, whether it could be a male or a female? Um, and I literally had one person say that, you know, talk to two of the other ladies in the service department, which was right around the corner from where the receptionist was seated, and three women in my office, who, and I liked this guy, right? But three women basically said he was rude, he was dismissive, um, you know, he, he oogled them a little bit with the, with the eyes, and it was like, Oh, okay. You know, again, he flipped a switch when he was in front of me, mm. but, you know, obviously had a little bit of a misogynistic, chauvinistic uh, uh, attributes that did not reveal itself, at least in the first conversation I had with him. So getting that, that background helped a little bit. Uh, the other thing I always liked to, to do uh, when, uh, when I had a sales team was I'd have the sales team um, exactly. interview him. Exactly. And I'd have him do it as a panel, and I was present. Peers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, because I, I, I wanted to govern that. But I said, listen, I'm going to hire this person. We're adding to this team, okay? So understand, you want the best person on this team, right? You, maybe you're, you don't want the competition, but do you want somebody out there who can just burn leads and opportunities and create bad customer experiences and give the name and the brand a bad reputation? Or do you want somebody who can go out there and claim land and plant flags, mm -hmm. right? Because that's what I want, you know? And another person who's gonna be driving around a company vehicle and generating opportunities because, again, you're going to get the you know the, the the fruits of your labor, right? But um, we did radius marketing. We put up job signs, and so everybody benefits when I claim more land, more property out there. So my team kind of, while they didn't like it, they bought into the idea. Let's get the best player, right? And let's hire A players. And sometimes you know they said, listen, sometimes we got to upgrade, you know, a B or a C player to an A player. And so they also were on the outlook uh, for people for me. Uh, what, are your, what are your thoughts about culture and fit and chemistry? Yeah, so we have, um, like, similar to what you're describing, we have a, a peer interview process. So we basically have four steps. So we're in the, that would be the third step for us where we're okay. going to have a group of people. And we always like to have the team that they're going to be participating in be a part of that interview process. A right. um, couple of suggestions. I, um, I would be careful not to hire based on the idea of um, there's an open position and I really want to hire somebody. So that emotional need to try to fill the position is yes. something that I would just really caution people to stay away from. I've done that in my career <laughs> and you know it didn't work out. And I'm like, well, how, how come that didn't work out? And the answer was, well, I probably hired too quickly and the barriers to entry were there, but I ignored them in favor of the emotional need to fill the position because the work was there for me too. So I was kind of filling two jobs. Mm -hmm. So just be, be mindful of that. And then 
the, and the second thing is we, we also don't want to let the peers control the decision. Yes. It's possible that you might have some disagreement in the peers. Like occasionally we'll have, let's say we have four people. So we might have two people that are in favor and two people that are sort of against, uh, or they have concerns. And uh, maybe they would say, well, that's, you know, maybe we shouldn't hire this individual. Mm -hmm. Let's pause. Um, so the, the hiring manager, which in this case is going to be you right. as the sales management function, has to own the veto authority on I'm going to take the risk and hire the individual or I'm going to not take the risk and not hire the individual. Either way, I think it's very important that as business owners, we empower our managers yes. to make the final decision, but they have to own the accountability and the yes. outcomes with that. What I would suggest though, is that they have that process. Yeah. Like the process can't be skipped. Mm -hmm. And we've done that. I think I've shared off camera with you yes. where we, where we skipped part of that process. We didn't do a background check, which I know you're gonna talk about. And uh, you know, the individual came in and kind of a rock star looking dude, I, I, you know, good uniform, neat, clean, well-mannered, respectful, articulate. We hired him, you know, first week on the job, everything that he touched was a sale. And you know, we're just going, wow, this is amazing. Like, look at what can be done, you know, 10 year maintenance agreements, five systems, 6,500. So um, then the ex-wife showed up with the uh, warrants. And <laughs> <laughs> can't make this stuff up. <laughs> no, you can't. I wish you, I wish it was made up. It's absolutely true. And you know, so the, the ex-wife, you know, says, yeah, you know, there's warrants out for the rest. The police are coming in and, you know, so uh, obviously radio silence ensues and we did get our truck back. And it turns out that there's a 13 page, you know, dossier of arrests and, you know, felony, you know, convictions and more to come. And so what happened? Well, we didn't do the background check. So we pulled background check and, you know, there it is. Like we probably wouldn't have made that decision. Right. So it turns out that the gentleman was a con man. Uh, so my advice is that we have the processes in place for a reason. Yeah. Gary got excited. He wants to hire that individual, man. He looks good. This guy's, he's a rock star. Let's, let's do this. Uh, but th they're there for process. And so yeah. I, I comment on that for me because I've made those mistakes in my career. I don't yeah. make them anymore. Now it's like, hey, we just have to follow the steps. The steps are there for a reason. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and I know we want to talk about setting expectations and kind of making sure that we're all, everybody's on the same page, including the, the family. And so, but before we do that, right, you know, that's, that's going to be like your, your final candidate. That's like when you've whittled it down to one or two and you're trying yep. to make that final decision. But before that, you got to do the due diligence, right? I love what you said there because I've said the same thing. And my catchphrase is when you need to hire badly, you'll probably hire badly. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> so don't let that need force your hand, right? This should be a planned and proactive process. This is something that you're you're on the lookout for these people all the time and you're you're kind of feeling them out and whittling them down. And, and then that way on the day I you know, when I need that hire, it's like I can pick up the phone call or, or send a text message now, right? And and I'm I'm a moment away from my hire. It's I don't have to really technically, if you're doing this right, you don't have to go through recruiting because you're always recruiting and it's just, it's like literally, it's like speed dial. I'm picking up the phone and I'm, 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 I'm ordering my next coworker because I've done all my due diligence all along and now I'm ready to just pull the trigger. So mm -hmm. some of the things that you want to make sure that you're doing, you mentioned background check, no doubt. Run the, um, the, you know, the criminal background check, the sex offender registry. They tend not to be the same thing um, there. 
and I've, I've seen that uh, kind of rear its ugly head on occasion, uh, references. Mm -hmm. Everybody, nobody's going to provide you uh, probably some bad references, right? I mean, that's like a customer asking you for you know, for references as well. Am I going to give you bad ones, right? So, uh, like you said to me off camera, anybody can get three people to lie for them, right? So, be careful about references. But I always like to ask the question of dates of employment, and you usually what those you know most professionals will say to another professional because they don't want to get targeted. They'll say, I always ask the question, would that individual be welcome back if they chose to come back to you? And most people will answer that question. And uh, you know, if they say no, you say, uh, you know, can you share why? If they say, I'd rather not say, well, then I think that says enough, right? Um, so you know, you know, making sure that you're, you're, you're checking references, uh, you know, that you do the background checks, the um, uh, substance abuse, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, substance use, I guess, not abuse per <laughs> se, because uh, some people are, are taking uh, you know, stuff for painkillers and stuff like that that is prescribed. Yeah, and, and prescriptions are fine. Um, but you want to understand, you know, uh, you know, what's going to find out, you know, what you're going to find out. I like to also do a, when it comes to salespeople, do a driving check because they're going to be probably driving my vehicle or they're going to be an agent driving their vehicle on behalf of the company. And that becomes an issue as, as well. Um, Certainly looking for DUIs and, and speeding tickets as well. Um, credit background. I've always done a credit check with certain people and salespeople being one of them. And the reason I do a credit check on them is I want to see, you know, are they responsible with money? Uh, people who tend not to be, you know, may have a tendency or propensity to start wheeling and dealing on price or, you know, maybe doing something with a side job or, or, or you know, I mean, some shadow government thing that they've got going on, you know? <laughs> I mean, I've seen some crazy stuff. Uh, so, you know, a, a credit background check. And then I also like to make sure that we, we have a conversation about the physical demands of this job. Mm -hmm. So we're not asking them to carry stuff, install stuff and whatnot, but they do have to be able to go up and down a ladder. So no limitations there. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, are you able to lift 25 pounds over your head? You're allowed to ask that question. Mm -hmm. you, know, uh, you know, can you crawl around because you're gonna be crawling around in, in uh, attics and crawl spaces as well? Do you have any concerns with, you know, with or, or allergies with, you know, uh, I can't say allergies, but uh, any, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, sensitivities to going into dark uh, spaces where there is, you know, cobwebs and spiders and snakes possibly and snakes and, and yeah. you know, mice and yeah. and, my, and, my, and mice uh, urine. We have crystallized mouse urine, which is, tends to be in the attic and whatnot, and mice mice droppings, um, insect carcasses and and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm going to paint a pretty dirty picture, right? Um, because some people, you know, they're, they're triggered by that. Uh, so talking about those physical demands of the job um, and uh, any limitations that they might have physically, because you can, again, this is just my belief and understanding with, with what I've done over the years, I can also demand that they take a physical, meaning a doctor's physical, uh, as a condition of employment, because we always did that. The good thing about that is, is that you know we we found out a lot of things on behalf of our um, our coworkers. Obviously, their information is their information, but they came back to us and shared. Oh, well, I had high cholesterol. I've got this issue. I need glasses. I got, you know, I got found out that I've got you know heart disease or diabetes or something like that. You know, and so you want to make sure that uh, you know they're in the best you know place for themselves. And so I'm not saying that we didn't hire them, but if they found out that they had a limitation and they shouldn't be doing something, you know, a certain thing, then yes, that was a condition, you know, mm -hmm. that we did, you know, we did not hire. So uh, those are the kind of 
other things that I do to kind of just kind of fill in that picture a little bit. Um, because then that's going to whittle it down to, let's say, who am I going to go have dinner with? Right. Go have coffee with, okay. go have lunch with. Okay. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things that we employ when we get down to that one or two candidates and we're trying to figure that out. Um, the demands of the job aren't just the physical, like that checklist that you gave, that's real. Uh, but it's also time, it's family time away, it's Friday nights, it's Saturdays. Um, so we like to invite the spouse to a dinner or lunch and uh, just sit down and make sure the expectations are clear within the family about the demands of the job. So um, once the spouse has pretty much agreed or the significant other has agreed, uh, then we can make that decision. But yeah. we've also had some situations where we've sat down where maybe you were the candidate and your spouse was here and we sat down and the spouse is like, well, hey, I didn't realize that you were going to have to work Friday nights and Saturday mornings you coach soccer. And, you know, I mean, so yeah. you start finding out that that's not necessarily a conversation that occurred within the family unit or, you know, the, uh, the, the relationship. And so it's important that expectations are clear because what we don't want to do is you're a rock star. I want to hire you. Mm -hmm. I hire you. And then we find out later that there's a real problem inside of the family unit. And so one of the things that we know for sure is success patterns are predicated on one thing. It's a happy, healthy relationship within the framework of away from work at home. Those are the precursors to success. Because you're you, hiring the family. You, you are you are hiring the family, yeah. and there's family time that you know. Th this is a demanding job. It's not a nine to five, yeah. and it's not hey, I get you know sort of banker's hours and I get to go home and that's it. Um, the, when the work is there, as you know, seasonality-wise, I mean, sometimes you're working on Saturdays and sometimes you might even be taking leads on Sundays. Depends on your company philosophy. So I think what we want to do is we just want to make sure we understand we need to engage with the family unit as well. I want to, I want to uh, as we kind of close out this topic, at least in my mind, uh, I want to I bring in your expertise, okay? Um, That's a stretch, Drew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, well there, I, I know because there's so many areas of expertise that you have, right? Uh, besides being the numbers guy. Uh, <laughs> um, social media, right? Yeah. I mean, y y you know, a lot of people say a lot of things on social media about themselves and their beliefs and their philosophies and, and how they treat other human beings and, and, you know, how do they live their life outside of work? And will, is, you know, is there a possibility there's a blowback on work? So, you know, tell me, talk to me a little bit about what kind of research can we do about candidates in their digital, in the digital space? Yeah. So there's some legalities attached to that. Yeah. Um, you want to be like really careful about that. Yep. So, um, uh, there are states with very specific requirements. California would be one of them where, you know, if you, you could get yourself in real trouble, if you decided not to hire a candidate based on something that was in the social media profiles. So let's say we would do that. But it might be in the background of my mind. As a general rule, so so there's the on-the-record conversations, yes. and then there's the, well, what, what should I do or can I do? Yeah. So, um, you know, the interesting part about it is before I hire you, uh, I may be able to be engaging with your social media profiles, and I don't even know you. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I, you're, I'm not hiring Drew Cameron, but I interface with you on social media. So the fact that I've already been there and been present um, allows me to use that information. What I have here is I own this. Uh, but if for some reason, you know, I want to hire you and you've engaged in this process and I end up going into your social media profiles and see something that you've said or done and I use that against you, that can actually be used in a discrimination I type agree. suit. So you yeah. have to be really careful about that. So as a business, we typically sort of stay away from that idea. Mm -hmm. um, but 
you can definitely utilize certain pieces of information. You just have to be really careful. And the state laws yes. are going to govern that. And yep. so for employees in California, we never touch their social media. We don't we, we don't want to mess with it. Yeah. We don't want that to be a blowback situation. Should I decide at some point that I don't want to hire you? I don't yeah. want somebody accusing me of saying, well, well, because I went to this or did this or support this or, you know, said this, um, th those are conditions I just don't want to deal with. Yeah. Uh, what I've done with that is I've, I, I go out and I, I do, I do look and I take that into consideration because at the end, like you said, it comes down to the leader. Mm -hmm. And if it's down to one or two candidates and I'm, you know, is one in one A, right, type thing, you know, it's, again, it's a data point mm -hmm. to me, right? And I don't, like I say, I don't disclose that that is kind of the reason I am for or not. But again, odds are, if you did the assessment on values, probably something in the values profile or the personality assessment would have corroborated something you saw on social media anyway, and you now have a validated instrument mm -hmm. that kind of does that. Like I said, Sometimes you're looking with the rose-colored glasses. We tend to do that as uh, owners and entrepreneurs and, and maybe even sales managers. We tend to be very optimistic. We, we see the upside. We don't see the downside. And what I'm asking you to do, uh, you know, owners and managers, is look at the upside, look at the downside, and say, can I live with the downside? You know, be critical. Ask a, ask a better question. Mm -hmm. And uh, so uh, in certain instances, we for uh, and not necessarily comfort advisors, but for managerial positions, which is outside the scope of this conversation, yep. we've used a recruiter. Now, the recruiter can go out and do all that. Yep. And I'm not really obligated to deal with that. In other yep. words, if that's what their process is, that works. And they have said that that's I don't want to know about that. Right. Like, however you want to vet the candidate, that's fine. Yeah. So. No, good stuff. I think uh, you know, looking at the assessments, you know, mm -hmm. determining culture, yep. chemistry, chemistry, fit to the co uh, to the company, uh, doing the due diligence as far as the you know the background checks and whatnot that we talked about, and, and all those other uh, due diligence items that you can take into consideration. And lastly, like you say, mm -hmm. you know, get to know the family and get to know you know their their foundation. It's like be careful. You can't just because when you go into a family setting, you got you can't just all of a sudden make it a free for all because if technically your your dinner is still part of the interview process, that's it is. governed by some of the legal things that you can. And cannot ask. Absolutely. Like, like you can't ask, so is your guy's marriage okay? Got any health concerns? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so be careful about that. Yeah. So uh, Ask the Expert is a system that you can take advantage of and use. Uh, Drew, myself, Wally, any of the other folks that are part of the process, happy to help out. Um, on the site, you'll find some checklists that follow the suit of, you know, here's the things that you need to do, such as background checks references, et cetera. So take advantage of that. Uh, that's section 13 under recruiting and hiring. And uh, so as always, we appreciate the fact that you're a member of Contract University and we'll see you on the next video segment. Take care. Awesome content right there from Gary and Drew, as always. Now, if you like this episode, I want you to share it on Facebook. And if you want to unlock more premium training content to take your company to the next level, click the link in the Facebook post for a free 30-day trial. Well, that's it for this week, folks. We'll see you next week on Cracking the Code. Until then, bye-bye for now.